The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Been away for a little while. Had some business to take care of in the Hall of Fame city. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, there's some exciting things going on in that city. It's uh, a city that's extremely special, near and dear to my heart. After all, it was where I was born and raised. And to be able to go back there, and in particular, just to go back and visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and to, to look at the project of the Hall of Fame Village is something that is, it, it just, it, it's almost like, hmm. It, it's like, you know, clicking your heels together and counting the three, and next thing you know, your dream pops up because it's, it's definitely a dream come true. It was a vision that uh, the folks over at the Pro Football Hall of Fame had some years ago, and and, you know, dreams are like anything else. You know, it's, something's got to be done to make it happen. We can dream all we want to, but if you don't, if you don't go out and, and do something, um, very few times are, are dreams going to, you know, come true. And uh, that, was a, that was a vision. That was a dream of somebody that one day it could be this. And I'm watching it step by step by step. They're making those strides. They're putting together those plans and, and the execution is coming together right before your eyes, and it's like, wow. And so now the football stadium is all torn up. Couldn't even tell it's a football stadium. Uh, next year, Pro Football Hall of Fame game will be played without incident. I'm sure they'll get whatever they need to get right this time. I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's aware now that it was a little issue with the paint in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. But I'm going to tell you, um, I'm, I'm proud of those folks at the – Canton, Ohio, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And who knows, uh, one day I may have a little additional uh, element of surprise to add to the entire story. But uh, it's this time of the show where I always, I normally talk to you about um, what matters to me. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where I, I took a little bit of time to think about what I was going to say that was relative to football that really mattered to me. And I, I just got to I got to stand there with the members of my fraternity and particularly those who are in, in, in a position where they have a platform where they're trying to get, you know, something out to the people to let them know what's important to them. And so, I, I, you know, I'm going to stand there just like my man Malcolm Jenkins represented the Ohio State University, uh, Colin Kaepernick. And, I, you know, it still matters to me that people are continuing to be killed and um, people are being put on paid leave. Why they investigate? 
I, I don't understand why when a person shoots and kills a person, why they have to be put on paid leave. Is it mandatory that if they are dismissed from the job while they're under investigation that they have to be paid? Why, why can't you send them home without pay? You know, it's interesting that you can kill somebody and get put on sick leave or paid leave. In the National Football League, you can hit a person, bring some physical harm to them, not kill them, and you could be suspended. You could, you could in professional football, you can smoke marijuana or you could take a PED, a performance enhancement drug, and you could be suspended without pay. But an officer can shoot somebody and kill them. The video shows us, ah, the person was standing up, big black dude, you know how that is. Got shot and killed, and the person gets sent home with pay. I don't know. I'm just a little concerned about that. So uh, I'm going to continue to, again, because that, that matters to me. That matters to me that, that young black men are still in danger. Hell, as an old black man, I'm still, I'm in danger. You just never know what happens. And I just hope there's too many of us out here, regardless of what our color is, what our nationality are, that we all, like Rodney King said, we're trying to get along. We, you know, why can't we all get along? We, we're trying to get along. But it's like, whatever there is, listen, you can say what you want to say about any, I don't care if it's the black community, the white community, the native community, Hispanics, their crime against one another is still a crime. And when they commit those crimes, there's consequences to pay. I don't care if, you, if it's black-on-black black crime. You go to court, you're going to jail. That's it. Bottom line. If it's white-on-white white crime, you kill somebody, you go to court, you're going to jail. Bottom line. That's all we're asking. Don't give somebody a uniform and give them a right to kill people and not sur suffer consequences. We did, we don't, we're not asking you to take that job to give you a right to kill people. We're asking you to put on that uniform to serve and protect. I think that's what it says on most police cars around the country, to serve and protect. That's what you're supposed to do. We pay you to serve and protect. And so that, that, that's all we're asking for our police. We're not asking you to do anything. Hey, we understand that. I don't care. No, and I'm going to take it beyond men because our egos get in the way too damn much. Every man has always got his ego someplace in the conversation to make him extremely biased. I'm going to flip the script, and I can't believe it was a woman that actually shot this guy, if I'm not mistaken. Most recent killing of a policeman and an unarmed black man. But I'm going to put it in the hands of women. I just think that women would handle things so much differently than men when it comes down to a lot of things. Too much testosterone in the room. Everybody think they got, you know, whatever. I just think that women would handle things a little bit different. You know, mothers and sons and daughters, they just, women just are a little bit different. So I'm sure we're going to find out here pretty soon. After all, we do have an election coming up, so we're going to find out. But let's talk about football. So what matters to me is I'm standing with the fraternity brothers of those who out there who are standing up to make a difference, i.e., back in the day, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. That, that's just it. That bottom line. That, that's a man right there who, I'm, I'm, I'm going to close this segment out, but that's a man right there who said, you know what?
uh, it wasn't that he didn't want to fight for his country. That, that, that wasn't it. He, he didn't feel like the country was, the country accepted him. Muhammad Ali couldn't go place without being called the N-word, had to go in the back door, couldn't stay in places, and then he had to go fight for the country. That, that wasn't right. We, I, I don't care. When you just put down right and wrong and you take away names and colors, after all, what happened with Jess, the, the problem with justice is the same thing that happened with, with Eve in the garden. <laughs> you know, once all of a sudden she bit the apple, she could see. When Lady Justice took off the cover of her, of her eyes, she could see. And there was black and there was white. And then all of a sudden, there you go, there's problems. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. She bit the apple. Oh, now she could do some of the things or see some of the things or knew some of the things that God knew. Well, there you go. Man has continued to suffer ever since then. So anyway, let's talk about some football. You know, it's amazing. Uh, I am from, as you all know, from that Hall of Fame city in the heart of it all. <sighs> I just got to get my breath together here because I got to say, I got to say this. And a former member of the Cleveland Browns. I, listen, there's got to be something that's going, something's wrong. I don't believe in curses, as some of you may or may not know. It was, boy, what, 30 years ago? But, you know, I can still remember a little bit of it. But I remember we were going in to play the Steelers in Three River Stadium, and they had never beat the Steelers before. And everybody's talking about this, having this conversation about a jinx. Hell, I didn't know what it, I didn't care what a jinx was. It's about preparation and execution. You do those things, you prepare yourself and you execute. A jinx don't have a damn thing to do with you getting your job done. Most of the time when you don't get your job done on a football field, it's obvious. It's like some of these things we see that's going on in this country right now. It's, it's, it's on cameras in black and white. The eye in the sky don't lie. Somebody didn't do it. They did something you did or did not do. So therefore, you didn't perform your job in such a way that you were going to be successful. So your team loses. So the Browns up 20. Nothing. Come on, man. We, we, you, you, you're up. And that's what those good teams, you know what good teams do? They, they, good teams say, okay, if there's enough time, how much time did they score? How much time did it take them to get those points they put on the board? The good team will go on and say, do we have at least that much time left in the game? Okay, then we can put up that plus a little bit more. And those teams that are conscious of the fact that it ain't over until the last second to the gun is shot, it ain't over, those teams are aware of the fact that, hey, man, they can still come back. So you're aware. You, you're not looking in the rearview mirror. But you're aware of the fact that, hey, man, this is a team that can score some points. Just like we can score some points, things can happen. You got to learn how to close. That, that, you got to learn how to finish a football game. The Cleveland Browns got to learn how to finish a football game. They got to learn how to play the entire 60 minutes in all aspects of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, and coaching. All of it. I'm going to also go as far as saying this. I'm not blaming anything on the referee. I'm not blaming things on referees. But I'm asking that referees be a little bit more, more diligent about their job, too. Come on, really? You got to get better. You got to strive for perfection. And if you make a mistake, you should be able to get together. And you, you can. There's been an inadvertent whistle blown on a football field before, and they said, uh, no. They've thrown flags down on the football field before. They come together. They say, oh, no, no, there's no penalty. And we all like, what? So they, at their discretion, 
there are times where the referee might have said, you know what, we thought that that was taunting, but that wasn't really taunting. We thought maybe he flipped the ball in, but that wasn't really flipping the ball. You can come together and, and acknowledge you're human and that there was human error. You, you, got, you have to do that for the sake of the game because you're taking too much from people that have invested so much. Just like the college game a couple weeks ago, we saw that there was too much invested in the college game. I think it was Oklahoma State should not have lost that game. There's too many things. Even, you know, uh, watching a game that was on, on, on TV the other day, my Buckeyes, the Ohio State University, kickoff run for a touchdown. It should not have been a touchdown. My man threw the ball, dropped it, dropped the mic before he crossed the line. You can't do that. You got to finish before you floss. You can't floss before you finish, really? Who taught you that? That can't be done. Well, I'm having a good time. I just, I just some things I wanted to get off my chest. I got some more. We're going to talk about a lot. I got a course. I got a whole show. When I'm in studio by myself, 888-346-9144. Give me a call right here on Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Form or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is I'm standing with, you know, with the paternity of ball players, those who have stood up and, and stood out and uh, standing up for what, what, what Cap has brought to the attention. That's all he's trying to do. He's trying to bring something to the attention. I, I think people need to understand, you know, we're put here on earth. We have a life and we have a purpose. And everybody who has a purpose, it takes some people some time to find out what their purpose happens to be. Some people struggle finding their purpose. Other people find their purpose at different times in their life. For a young man like Cap to put his livelihood of earning a living online to help 
a lot of people. It's, it's not just going to help some people. It's going to help a lot of people because injustice is injustice, regardless of what kind of injustice is being served to a population of people. Wrong is wrong. And it's just a matter of, listen, there are people, you you know, when you were younger, you know how your parents didn't like what you did and you didn't think it was that bad. But when you became an adult, there were things now that you are as a parent that your children do that you don't like. And I'm sure they don't think was that bad. Okay, I'm going to take you back a little bit. You know, those in the generation of us who, who remember hippies, you know, those who remember, you know, the, the brothers with the big froze, the parents didn't like the big froze, the white guys who had the long hair, the parents didn't like the long hair and all that. You know, we just do different things that our parents don't like. Like this generation, really, the parents don't like the fact that the kids are on the cell phones all the time. They don't like that. You don't communicate with people. You don't have conversations with people. Well, it used to be when I grew up, my parents used to tell us, you know, hey, you are to be seen, not heard. So now all of a sudden that we're seen and we're not heard, at least not they don't hear us. We're communicating. But now all of a sudden they got a problem with that. People going to always have problems. But the bottom line is, okay, let's, how can we solve these problems? Particularly whenever your problem become somebody else's problem or you have a problem with somebody else and then it becomes something whereas it becomes tragic. That's uh, that's not cool. And I'm glad football is being used because after all, football is a game. I, I tell people this all the time. It is, is one of those sports, few of sports that can bring people from all walks of life together. I guess Steve Harvey tried to check out NASCAR. NASCAR said they're interested in diversity, but they ain't interested in Steve Harvey. You know, football is one of those games that all walks of life people can come together. Now, it's just, it's just for a period of time. For some reason or another, everybody's not going and not sitting down having dinner with each other. You might be in the same restaurant, standing in line, have a lot of fun. You got the same colors on, you for the same team. We got to learn how, what is that? What gene in our bodies, in our minds, allows us to tolerate each other for a damn football game and team. What is that? Scientists need to study that because there's got to be some way that that gene can function in such a way that allows you to accept the other people that don't look like you. You do it for a football game. Why can't you do it for life? What in the world is that? That's something that we need to study that. We need to find out what that is. But here's what we're going to study right now. We're going to study some football because I'm, I'm kind of interested in knowing what is, what's up with Bill Belichick? Can we just go ahead and give the man his props? Can we just not say he is the greatest football coach that ever, 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 ever coached? I mean, regardless of what Bill has, and, and I'm not even, it's not, it's not talent. I'm not going to tell you, because if you really look at it, other than Tom Brady, I can't tell you of any New England football player that I would say is the greatest of all time. As a matter of fact, I, I, okay, I told you, born and raised in Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. I can't think of a Hall of Famer that's been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Maybe something happened just recently. I just missed it. Maybe I go back, you know, 50-plus years, and, and I can't remember. But really, the greatest coach of all time, 
I think Tom Brady and them for the past, I don't know how many seasons, been averaging at least 10 wins a season. What, 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 is, what is it with Bill Belichick? What is it that he knows better than anybody else about this game of football? There's something he knows. Now, we know he, he cheated a little bit. That's okay. Hell, we all cheated. I told you guys when I played for the Browns, we cheated. They asked me some signals for, for when I played for, yeah, they do it all the time. You know, look at baseball. You know, <laughs> baseball, they, they, they got signals. Why do you need signals if, 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 if it's not cheating? You know, you're, gonna, you're telling the guy to steal a base. He still has to run down there before the catcher, you know, throws the ball down there and gets him. A pitcher could probably pick him off or something. And, you know, maybe sometimes they see the signal, they pick it up. Who knows? Maybe they do sometimes. But everybody, whatever game, everybody's trying to get an edge. But it's cheating. I don't care. <laughs> you know, if the people didn't voluntarily give it to you, which we do in football, we do that with film. They do that in baseball. They do it in basketball. You watch film of the other people to study how they play the game. You watch them. And then you try to pick up on what they do. But that's fair. What's unfair is when you zoom the camera inside up and, you know, where they're on the sidelines and zoom in on the guy that's giving the signals. That, that's unfair. When you try to listen to what their signals are, what they're saying, that, that's unfair. So let's, let's talk about how fair Lee, Bill Belichick, has started off 2-0 this year. Garoppolo, the backup quarterback, he may, he may be hurt. He may come back. And, and let's, talk, let, let's talk about that, too, coming back, players being injured. You know, players, I don't care if it's your shoulder. I don't care if it's your thumb. I don't care if it's your head. I think the head is a little bit more important to us than the thumb. But, again, we got, we got Jay Cutler and the thumb. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But we got Garoppolo. You know, we got Cam and we got Jay. And, and, and it's like, okay, these guys are hurt. But Bill Belichick, he's going to find a way to get, get a win. So, so we're, looking at, we're looking at New England. They look good. And I'm just curious of these teams that are 2-0 because, you know, they say I think it's 12% of the teams that start off 0-2 make it to the playoffs. 12%. Of those who start off 0-2, make it to the playoffs. So at, at uh, 10%, that would only be three teams. Three teams. About three teams are going to make it into the playoffs that are 0-2. But right now, the 2-0 teams, the New England Patriots, hey, if Tom Brady comes back, remember, I think everybody was thinking that may, they may get one victory. And they thought they were going to come here to Arizona and, and get a victory. They did. But the other couple games, they didn't, uh, they thought if they could, you know, won one game, two games, who knows? They, they, they trying to win three. Trying to win three. So New England's 2-0, and okay, heading up that division. The Baltimore Ravens. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, now we, now the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Ravens, I'm not sure. The Steelers, yes. The Steelers had a couple guys that were banged up. But I, the Steelers, you know, Big Ben, it looks healthy. Big Ben is, you know, he, it's almost like he's in his prime. Well, really, he's on the other side of his prime because Ben's got a little age on. He's been around for a while. But Big Ben still looks good, big, strong, 
people, you know, as a as a pocket collapse, he's still strong enough to stand up in the pocket, shake somebody off, and throw a pass to an out, which is a long pass. And if it's you know, it's one of those passes that could be intercepted very easily and gone the other way. Ben can still make that pass. So Ben looked very good. The Texans, I think the Texans, we're gonna say surprise because JJ Watt. We're surprised that the Texans are two and zero. Got to be surprised. Let's look at the let's let's look at the others that are two and zero. We we'll get to the zero and two, but let's look at the two and zero right now. And I got to make sure that I as I as I do this, um, that I give credit where credit is is due. And I think you know some deserve credit more than others. The Denver Broncos. Do we expect Denver to be two and zero? Come on, really. I can't I, coming off a Super Bowl victory, maybe, but you don't have a quarterback. You don't have the quarterback you thought you were going to have, and you're still able to come out two and zero. That you got to give them some credit. And Denver looks good. Denver looks good, and it's hard for me to say that. But again, it's you know, come on, Ray. It's been thirty years. You got to let it go. So Denver looks good. The Raiders are one and one, but they look ah uh, okay. Let me let me stay with my two and zeros. Okay, so the Raiders, I, I, I just like the Raiders. When I was a kid, I really did like the Raiders. But let's look at the New York Giants. The New York Giants don't surprise me. Philadelphia Eagles at 2-0 does surprise me. And, yes, I'm a homer, but, man, that's just something that we just, I don't know. I, I just was a little bit concerned about that. Come in is a, a, a little bit concerned. So, Let's the Giants. I just like Eli. I'm a fan of Eli, and if Eli is healthy, and, and the offensive line is helping him and giving him some protection, I think he could he could make some things happen. So I'm I'm not surprised. Surprised the Eagles are two and zero, but not surprised at uh, the fact that uh, the Giants are two and zero. I'm a little surprised that the Redskins are zero and two. I'm just you know, hey, Coach Gruden up there. I thought you knew what you were doing with your team. I thought you were happy with Cousins. I, I thought you had a, a good team. You, you were putting a good team out there. You got your, a nice corner. You know, I, I thought you were ready to do some things. Deshaun Jackson, he's still on your team. Remember that. The biggest playmaker, one of the biggest in the league. think you need to depend upon him a little bit more. But Kirk Cousins, ooh. <laughs> one year wonder, you said that we didn't. That might be it. Might be the case in point, too. Minnesota Vikings, everybody's got to be surprised. Got to be surprised. Picked up the Eagles quarterback. Of course, uh, all day is, is I mean, we're, I'm concerned about it. Adrian's knee, I'm, I'm concerned about he's, he's He's old. He's a running back, and I'm concerned about it. He just is so violent the way he runs. Got to be concerned about his health. And, uh, and if he's able to return, we'll, we'll find out. We certainly will find out. Um, let's also take a look here. I'm going to say that I think that's the last 2-0 team we got as the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Green Bay Packers, you know, anytime you said coach and the quarterback on the sideline and both of them like pointing and got their hands out, something's not right. They're not on the same page. It may look like they're both pointing in the same direction. They're pointing in the same direction, but believe me, they're making two different points. Two different points, and it just seemed, and it's as, and you can tell when 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 there's some friction there as to one's perspective and the other perspective of what you saw 
and what you thought you saw and what you were supposed to see and what you were supposed to do. That just wasn't a comfortable feeling for me to see Aaron Rodgers on, out there on the big board website and him and Coach Point. Yeah. Something just didn't look right right there. Something didn't look right. But what we're going to do, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a couple other things because I, I'm just curious. I want to know what you think when it comes to some of these things in terms of, you know, players making decisions. Uh, you know, like last night, Jay Cutler taking himself out of the game. Bill Belichick said he's a coach, he's not a doctor. You know, what do you want to see? What do you expect to see? Are the guys really giving us everything they have to give? Cam Newton already said, man, he's just out to win ball games. He's not worried about workers' comp and all that kind of stuff. But you should be concerned about his health, and you should be concerned about workers' comp. Because you're looking out just, it's not just about you, Cam. It's about some other guys, too, that are on that team that could get hurt. Go ahead and take a break. I don't want to go off on Cam, too, man. That's my, I like the way Cam played ball. Great game, Cam Newton. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health-wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Show you this is real sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I just wanted to spend a little time on on the Jay Cutler situation. Uh, I've already told you a little bit about. Uh, let's let's just say I, I just touched on it before we went to break. There about there are different guys who who play this game of football, and. It's like everything else in life. You you have a, a, a tolerance level within your body, and it lets you know when something's painful to you. And you are aware of the threshold of pain. And based upon how much pain you're in, 
it could strike an emotion from you. It could you you could you could you know cringe. Uh, you could shout. Uh, you could holler. You could scream. Hell, you could even cry. You know, based upon the fact that you're in in pain, and and so when you play this game of football, you experience pain probably on every play if you make contact with an individual. Some people in the secondary, the free safety may not, each play he may not be in contact with an individual. The corners may not be in contact with an individual. But nine times out of ten, an offensive lineman is going to experience contact and a level of pain every play. The center certainly is going to experience that every play. Then we talk about how many times a quarterback gets hit. We talk, to, we talk about a quarterback getting hit in like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18. That's a lot of times for a quarterback to get hit. For a quarterback. Now, other people, the linemen get hit every play. If a quarterback gets hit 18 times in a game, that's a lot. So that means he's probably going to feel some pain. What you want to do is you want to have guys on your team that have a high tolerance level of pain because it's bound, it's bound to happen. So, so those guys, you, you, you evaluate them, you assess them, and you identify them as being tough. And, and sometimes when you look at your, the tough guys, uh, they also exemplify some leadership. And it's interesting enough, we can say what we want to say about the arrogance of people, borderline, arrogance, confidence, teeters along the line of arrogance. But if you look at quarterbacks throughout the National Football League, the quarterback position is a quarterback that you better have some borderline arrogance. You better be confident. And you certainly better be a leader. It, you, it's hard as hell to be a leader of men if you can't stand a little bit of pain, particularly if we participating in a sport that pain is a constant. It, it's going to happen. So we understand that you're going to get hurt, that you're going to feel some pain. Uh, we, there's a difference between getting hurt and being injured, when you're injured, that's why they call it the injury reserve. When you're on injury reserve, you can't play. They don't have a hurt reserve. They, we, don't, we don't call it that. It's, it's not hurt. It's injury. You know, you're on injury reserve. You're, you're injured, so you cannot perform. But if you hurt, pick it up, and let's go. L let's go. We expect you to be hurt. Let's go. If your thumb is hurt, let's go, Jay. It's your thumb. Now, if you're saying you can't grip the ball, you can't throw the ball, well, well, let's go to the sideline and let us see you try to throw a lot. Throw the ball. You know, there's, 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 a, there's a, a pass. We always talk about having a touch. You don't have to throw every football pass hard. You can throw it with a touch. It's just the fact that you being on the football field means so much if you are leader. And a lot of times people, if they lose their leader, sometimes they're motivated. They're inspired. When their leader is lost and nobody really, it doesn't affect the team at all, then that's not, that's not, that's a person in a position of leadership, but that person is not leading. 
And I'm only talking about this because on the big boy show, and, and shout out to my man Hearn, Coach Edwards, former teammate of mine in Philadelphia, um, they, there were some questions about Jay Cutler's leadership. You know, I, I, I watched Louisville play on Saturday, and I watched this young man at quarterback play football like I haven't seen football played in a long time. But one thing that I noticed about him, too, is that he exemplified leadership. His team and his teammates was willing to follow him. And you know when you can really tell when you got a good leader, they, people on your team respect you. And when you do something good, they acknowledge you. And practically every time he did something good, everybody from the coaches to the trainers, to damn near the cheerleaders was trying to get a little, you know, pat on the back to, to my man as well. You know, a leader, you know, has a type of relationship with everybody on the team, too. You don't just lead some, you lead everybody. You, you, you need to, you, I remember Peyton Manning one time on the sidelines. And, uh, and Mark, I forget Mark's last name, but you know Mark. Mark's on, on the big boy show. They, you know, he, he was the center for Peyton. And, 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 and Mark wanted to run the ball down on the goal line. Peyton told him to shut up. Shut up. You just block. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the plays. I call the plays. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, that's some true leadership right there. How many times you see Tom Brady out there doing his thing? Tom gets on him. Tom's emotional. Look at Russell Westbrook. How many times Russell out there doing his thing? You know, he get excited with his teammates, enjoying playing football. Look at Cam Newton. You, you can't be a leader and monotone, just even kill. Not in football. That ain't going to work. Jay Cutler's personality is not a personality for a quarterback position. Jay Cutler will, in my mind, Jay Cutler will, I don't think he'll ever win a Super Bowl. He can't be a leader of men because those men don't want to follow him. That's just, that's just, it's like an oxymoron. You know, he's got this kind of personality, but he's the quarterback. No. And, you know, and teammates are speaking up against it. It's already guys that, you know, not even on the full roster addressing him and questioning him. That's not good. And so I think, uh, I think Herm said something this morning. <laughs> the staff this year, you know, they're, they're going to tolerate it. But no, not going to stay with him. And that's a storied franchise. That's one of the oldest franchises in national football. We need the Chicago Bears to be good. People expect the Chicago Bears to be a good football, a good football team year in. The expectations is, hey, they can make it happen. And so for, for, for and it's, you know, there's so many times where you see football players. I know Ronnie Lott had, a, I think Ronnie told him to cut his finger. Come on now, somebody text me. Send me an email. Call in, 888-346-9144. I think Ronnie told them to cut off the tip of his finger. Come on now, somebody, you know it's true. I'm not making things up. Something was wrong with Ronnie's finger, and Ronnie said, cut it off. Cut it off. Jay Cutler's talking about, um, <laughs> you know, I got to come out the game. Somewhere right now, Ronnie Lott is laughing at Jay Cutler, like, man, are you serious, Really? You say you got to come out. I'm telling him to cut my finger off now. One of them we know was crazy in a good way. That's Ronnie, crazy about football. 
and would do any and everything. to. T- he probably went and knocked somebody out after they cut his finger off. But Jay Cutler's like, oh, something wrong with my thumb. And Ronnie's like, is like cut the finger off. That's, that's a difference. That's a leader. And we could say he's crazy. That's, we could say that's the extreme. And I understand that might be the extreme, but it happens. You got to want it. You got to want it that bad. Cut it off. Jay Cutler, you, you don't. You, listen, Cam got hit in the head last week two or three times. He's back in the media telling them how, hey, man, I'm just trying to win football games. Jay, you're trying to say how somebody else, I guess, is better than you and your thumb is hurt. And so they're better than you because your thumb is hurt. You're hurting your football team because your thumb is hurt. Really? You couldn't grip the ball. I saw you grip the ball. I, I just, that's, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it, Jay. That's not going to cut it for the Bears. And the Bears are going to have some serious, 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 serious problems until they address that Jay Cutler issue. He's just not the man for, for that team. And so, and so, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating for players to injure themselves. I am all for player safety across the board. But there are some things that you just got to play through because you're going to be you're, you're, your hands are going to hurt. This is a man who in high school played with a broken hand that they cut my cast off every week so that I could play football. I dropped a pass because I had my hand was broke. I told my coach, coach says, I, you know, you dropped a pass or whatever. I said, well, coach, you know, my hand is broke. He's, and he looked at me like, did you just have a baby? Be, because that, what you just said there, that, that was, that was kind of crazy. Well, what, what's going on? Is something, is something wrong with your mind? You're thinking you're something that you're not? You're a football player, son. So what? You got a broken hand. You were on the football field. Perform. I thought he was crazy. First of all, you're cutting my cast off my hand, and then you're telling me I should be able to catch a football with a broken hand. And, yes, sir. <laughs> so, Jay, no, man, not from me, not from too many other people. You ain't going to get much pity about a thumb if you got to have surgery on it even then. <laughs> Look at the Giants, and, and forgive me again. There's a man who blows half his hand off playing with firecrackers. Comes out and plays football. Not throwing the football, but playing football. You can hand the ball off. Jay, I've seen people hand the ball off with their left hand. Maybe even throw it if they have to. Not going to, nope. Not going to work, Jay. Got to come up with a different. All right. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We got to take a break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters, I'll continue to support my brothers in the fraternity of football. They continue to stand up for what they feel is injustice for uh, black men, minorities being shot and killed by police for no reason whatsoever, and all the injustice that's done here in this country. Why are we standing up for it? Because we're a better country than that. We're better than to accept meteorocracy no we, if we want to be the best country in the world then let's be the best country in the world and if we say something say what we mean and mean what we say don't say something and mean something different and sometimes when you say something and you do something different that's not good so let, again let, let's just go uh, I'm gonna go down I, I you know Jay I just I just was stuck on the Chicago Bears I had to just continue on with that rant but um of course, there were some good games last week. Uh, there's going to be some better games this week, but I, I'm, I'm here in Arizona. It, it would be remiss of me not to talk about the Arizona Cardinals because I, I was a little upset that first game because, I, I come on, we were supposed to beat the Patriots. Tom Brady wasn't there. But then again, we come back and we, we kill. Now, this is what you should do because Tampa Bay, you know, really people thought Tampa Bay was a decent team. I'm not going to say a uh, but a, a, a potential playoff team for sure. But the Arizona Cardinals really handled them the way they should. The Arizona Cardinals, one of those teams, when you see them play and they're clicking on all cylinders, you think they can win it all because they, they, they have it all. They, they have offense. They have defense. They have special teams. Everybody loves a coach, coolest coach in the league. But, but then every now and then they just, you know, they drop one. You know, when you expected them to win, they don't win. And, and that's I, I've experienced that, you know, back in the day myself. You know, I, when I look back, I, I just recently was talking to people about, you know, but there was one game against the Packers that everybody expected us to win and we lost. That's what you have to do. There are games where you, where you have a letdown where somehow, and it, it shouldn't be the first game of the season, but certainly it's one of those games where on paper everybody expects you to win. You should win those games. Those are the games. The games where it's, you know, it's in the bag. Those are the games that as players you should be the most concerned about because you start believing all the rhetoric that you hear and you buy into that. And then somehow or another you, you, you slack up in your preparation. And, and then when, you, when it, it carries over to the field and you make mental mistakes, everything, I, I want you folks to understand this, 
Every mistake that's made in the game of football, 90% of them, maybe 95% of those mistakes are physical in nature, but they're mental mistakes. You may look at them and say, well, oh, he got run over, or oh, he missed the tackle. But all that is about his mental approach to doing his job. Because if you do all those things that you're supposed to do and you're consciously aware of them each step, then you will achieve what you set out to do. You will accomplish your goal. You'll be successful. You'll make the tackle. You can't close your eyes. That's a mental mistake. Keep your eyes. They tell you, keep your eyes up. Keep your head up. Wrap your arms. You know, attack him. All those things, you know, somebody's going to get a first down and they just make about a couple inches. Well, if you were hesitant in your approach to him, that's the difference in a couple inches, which is the difference in the first down. Can't do that. You, you got to do that. So the Arizona Cardinals are one of those teams that if you're sitting in the coach's meeting and the coach is breaking down film, when the Arizona Cardinals lose a football game, there's some mental errors. That's all it is. They got talent. Oh, they got a lot of talent. And Larry Fitzgerald, man, they're, they're already calling him a future Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. Some of the best hands I've ever seen in my life. Larry goes after a ball the way you're always supposed to catch a ball at his highest point, and you're supposed to catch a ball in your hands. Larry Fitzgerald catches, he snatches balls out of the air. He catches balls in his hands. He doesn't let the ball get into his body. And the thing about this, Larry may not have the speed that he had, but Larry has adjusted his game with quickness and precision. He runs routes. And another thing that Carson Palmer does with Larry Fitzgerald is he throws Larry open. You know, it's just a matter of fractions of a second. But if you throw the ball with anticipation that your receiver is going to run the right route and with precision that he's going to come out of his break and he's going to get his head around and his hands up, that's what makes – watch those two. It, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an illustration of what I mean by that. If you go back to basketball, watch <laughs> when Steph Curry is showing out. Steph Curry shoots the basketball and he turns to the crowd and he's acknowledging the crowd as the ball is in the air, not in the basket yet, but in the air. Then it goes through the net. That, that's what Steph Curry, Steph Curry knows that ball is going to go through that net when he shoots it. So he turns and, you know, gives a little wink, wink over to the crowd. Well, see, Carson Palmer, when he's throwing that ball, he throws that ball before Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald still run his route. But he knows where Larry Fitzgerald is going to be at. So before Larry turns his head around and puts his hands up, that ball is in the air. That's a great quarterback and a receiver. That's a chemistry of success right there. That the ball is in the air. Before I turn around, he could, in fact, Larry could be running out court saying the ball's in the air, right? He could be running out field saying the ball's in the air right now. Because that's what Steph is doing. Steph is shooting the ball and saying the ball's in the air going through the net right now. But he's looking over here at the crowd. He ain't, he ain't even looking at it. He knows what he's doing. And that's what Carson's doing. Larry's saying the ball's in the air. Larry hasn't turned around to see the ball, but he knows the ball's in the air. He just turns his head around, puts his hands up, the ball's there. That's what receivers, if receivers are wide open in the pros, it's something the receivers, the defensive back probably not that good. Receivers are not supposed to be wide open. It's supposed to be great throws and great catches. 
in the National Football League. A receiver is not supposed to be wide open. I mean, I'm talking about a footstep. Did you see that the, the 100th touchdown? I'm sorry, was it? It couldn't have been, or maybe it might have been 100th touchdown. That Larry caught. Did you see? It was a great, it was a great catch. Receivers over him. He had to turn his body, catch all, all that. You know, that's what it is. Last night, Winch for the, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback threw an excellent pass. It was dropped, but it was right over the defensive back, right over the receiver's shoulder. Those are just great throws with anticipation that the receiver is going to have a couple inches of which you can just lay the ball in there and he's got the right soft hands to catch the ball. That's what's going, that's what's going to help. And, and, and that isn't, if the receiver doesn't catch it, their chances are he too made a mental mistake. He might have had his hands turned the wrong way. Maybe he kept his he didn't make the basket. Maybe he didn't put the fingertips together. You know, maybe he didn't, you know, make sure that it doesn't go through his hands. You know, you got to make sure the ball doesn't go through. You catch it at its, at its highest point. When it's coming at you, the bullet, you catch the top of that ball. You don't catch the round top part of that ball. You catch, boom, pull it down. So the Arizona Cardinals, I've always liked, particularly the Arizona Cardinals. I've been here 10 years. I've loved their defense. Ever since I've been here, I've loved their defense. Always admired the, the play of Larry Fitzgerald. The, the team has always been in a position to make the playoffs. Last year, I think we expected more from the Arizona Cardinals than just making the playoffs. This year, Fritz is getting older. Carson's getting older. I, I think this year is, is, is beyond playoff or bust. I think this is another Super Bowl run for the Arizona Cardinals. They look that good. They are that good. They just need to get it done. The Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to say right now for me, is probably when you look over the list of the teams, and the Arizona Cardinals are 1-1, one one, they're not 2-0, but when you look over the teams, you know what team really look good? The Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you imagine a rematch of that Super Bowl? One of the greatest Super Bowls of all time? But the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers are two teams that look really, really good to me. And then when it's all said and done, I know Tom Brady's coming back, but Ben has never left. So Tom's going to be a little rusty, and Ben's going to keep the hammer down. I wouldn't be surprised when it's all said and done. In the end, if we got, you know, a rematch of that Super Bowl of the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, that'd be a good one. All right, I'm going to have to go for some reason or another. I see this little blinking light that says it's that time to go. So I appreciate you. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.